Hello, welcome to Past Level 50. I'm Mel the Podcaster. Today is September 12th. I am now 57. And I'm pretty happy about that. I, yes, I have the occasional aches and pains and the menopausal symptoms that cause this and that. And if you're going through menopause, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to, you know, minimalize it, but I guess that's a whole other episode because I could talk for hours on menopause and all of the comments that I get from people, women, uh, and some men on menopause. Um, that's a whole other episode. But I'm going to celebrate 57 today and I'm going to talk about the phrase, I could never do that. That's the title of this episode because I have caught myself saying, I could never do that. And it's not a thing of wearing a certain outfit or, you know, um, dressing a certain way. These are things that I have told myself that I can't do because, you know, the good old four-letter word, fear. Yeah. Fear... Uh, years ago, used to debilitate me me from doing things that I wanted to do. And I, I do. I do get scared. I still do. But the older I get, the more I realize that I have pockets to carry that fear around. And sometimes, you know, just like when you have change in your pocket, you forget about it. That's what happens with me. But fear has stopped me in the past. And a few weeks ago, fear stopped me in my tracks and I realized what I was doing. I'm going to tell you, I was on Instagram and I follow this amazing creator, podcaster, um... She's just an all over, she covers it all. And I I love that about her. And Alicia is the creator of the Pod Gals Experience. Um, And she had a, I guess she had an idea. I don't know when she had this idea. But she created this experience for women podcasters to come out on Uh, on October 7th. And I I saw a little thing. It's like, oh, do you want to be a panelist? And well, hey, who doesn't want to be a panelist? And it was just on her Instagram. It wasn't anything that was forwarded to me or anything like that. I saw it. She's in her, I want to say 40s. And I thought, okay, she's not one of these 20-something-year-olds that's just starting something. This is a woman with, she has experience. She's a married woman. So she's been out there. And I thought, "Um, yeah, I'm going to apply. And it was just like four or five little sections to fill out to be a panelist. And what this does for her is, is she was able to go into, I guess, my social media and see if I was maybe a good fit into being one of the panelists. So I I sent it and I just forgot about it because I 
once I dwell on something, if I'm checking it every day, I just, I make it, I make a really bad case for myself. So I did it and I forgot about it. So three weeks later, I got an email from the Texas Pod Gals experience. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. And it was, it was an amazing email that I couldn't believe. I was like, what? They, I, I was a little bit shocked because usually people don't contact, you know, if they don't choose you, they just won't contact you. But she, I'm going to read you a little part of it. She, it started off with, um, good afternoon, Melissa. Welcome to the Texas Pod Gals Experience panel, which meant, oh my gosh, I'm part of the panel. So immediately, I was sitting at a table when I saw it. I got my phone. I put it face down on the table. And I I was like, okay, uh, October 7th. Uh, am I busy that day? I think I'm busy. I, oh, let me, let me look at this email. I don't think I can go. It might be too far away. Yeah, I did everything to talk myself out of doing it. And then I stopped myself. I put the phone back down. I was like, no, 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 no. This is the old me. This is the person that I used to be. The, the one that talked myself out of everything. So I went in again. I read it out loud and I thought, okay, I have questions, but let me ask the questions. And I asked, my one question was, how would I contribute? What is it that I would need to do? And she sent me the link to the experience and I replied back. No, I didn't reply that. that uh, I kept looking at it, reading everything. And then the next day, I knew I had to send her a photo to use on the website and the web page. So I was looking for pictures and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I have to put makeup on. I have to go. So I went to the page and I thought, well, let me look at the other panelists to see what how they have theirs. Oh no, Alicia. She had already used one of my pictures from one of my podcasts and I was I was in. I was like okay, yeah, this is what I wanted, but I just didn't feel brave enough to 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 just set myself to a a firm yes all the way. So, um this is coming up October the 7th. And I'm really, really excited about it. And I can't stop talking about it to everyone that I know. And I'm hoping that if you're a woman and you want to talk to other women and have a great experience, please go by, at least just start on uh, Vibes by Alicia on Instagram. Go there first. And then look at the venue, look at the panelists, look who's a sponsor. And then you will know that, yeah, you want to be a part of it. So 
that is the I could never do that. That's my story that just happened recently. So yeah, I, I did. I started that whole experience with I could never do that. And yet I'm going. The other I could never do that. <laughs> it, um, it's two women that I know. And I'm going to be vague on how I know them, where I know them from, and how long ago I've known them. Because I don't want anyone to be a detective and figure it out. Because I do want to respect the privacy of these two women. The first one I want to talk about is this older lady that I know. And she is so active. She teaches classes. She organizes events. She is just out there just and she's so friendly she she remembers who you are she remembers where she knows you from and and um when it was uh close to my birthday she says how old are you gonna be and I said I'm gonna be 57 she says well I'm I'm gonna tell you her age she said I'm 82 I said oh my god and no when you look at her she's like minimal wrinkles she has and she has beautifully dyed, cut, kept up hair. She has these cute glasses. She's just amazing to just sit with. And she's smart. And she's got this, you know, she doesn't sit there and act silly. She's like serious, but she, you know, she's so funny. So I had seen her with a gentleman. And um, I asked her because they were not walking like a couple. They were walking more like, I'm getting to know you. You know that walk where he's all like, like a little bit behind her, following her. You know the, you know the, walk, the walk the guys have. They're just like, I'm so happy to be around you, but full respect. Well, I had seen them like that. And then I saw her later without him. And I asked her, who was the gentleman you were with? And she's like, oh, that's my husband. And I guess I looked surprised. And she says, yeah, we've been married for five years. And I thought, wow. I said, that is great because you all walk around like a um, brand new couple. So congratulations on your marriage. And so we talked about other things. And as I got in the car, my mind started doing math, all sorts of math. I was thinking, Oh my gosh, she's 82. She's been married for five years. She got married at 76. She must have met him when she was 75. How does a 75-year-old woman meet a man and date and marry and hang out with him? And then I thought, I could never do that. Because I've already had this conversation with my husband. I told him, I said, when you, if you, <laughs> if you pass away before I do, I don't think I could date, remarry. I can't. I mean, I've been so spoiled all of these years that I don't think I would do that. So um, I've told him my plan and, and I, I told him I could never do that. I could never date. And he looked at me like, mm, okay, I guess it does sound good to hear, but I don't know. I don't know if I could do what this wonderful 82-year-old woman has accomplished and uh, walks around just so lively, but not giddy. Just, you know, she's just a, a happy 82-year-old woman just c 
continuing to do what she does without hesitation. That I would want to do. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, there's I would never do that story too. The last story I want to share with you, it goes back a long time. And it goes back to when I was teaching here in Houston a long time ago. And there were a group of us that hung out together. And we were around the same age. We were all young teachers. And we all went different directions. Our principal, you know, went on to other things too. But we all followed each other around the time we were all moving out and about. We uh, we were all on social media. Um, one teacher I found out like a few months ago passed away eight years ago. I didn't even keep up with her. Um, several others have retired. And one really, really special case is, is that, that I want to talk about is this friend of mine. Around the time that she left... Um, the district was when I left the district. I left because I had a baby. So while I still knew this group, I, I got married and then I had a baby and then I stayed home for eight years. And at the same time, she left, she got married and she moved away to another country. We did not keep in touch. Uh, we, we did not uh, part on beautiful terms and it was a few years later, we found each other on social. It was like maybe three, two, three years ago, we found each other on social media. So we started talking. We started, first it was back and forth messaging, and then we started talking. And so I was so excited once I called her and I told her that I was retiring. I was, you know, 2020 had ended. I had finished the next school year and I was done. I was not going back. So that was that May of 21. And so, or 22, I'm lost here. But anyway, (laughs) she at that time had decided to leave the country she was staying at and come back to Texas and start teaching again over here. Mind you, she has been teaching all of these years in her country, but was now headed to the United States and to teach here with all her experience that she had from here and then all those years. And then so now she was going to start again. So she at the time when she started her venture here was she was 56 because I was 56 and she started teaching when I retired and we laughed about it, but, <laughs> uh, so she's, you know, she comes in, she did the whole application process. She, she moved over here. She moved out of her country and into an apartment here without her family. And she started all her training, which if you're a teacher and you've ever moved to a new district, you know what I'm talking about. It's like enough to turn your brain to mush with all of the information that they expect you to take in the first three weeks before school starts and then all the training after school starts. You know. So she's doing all that. And 
we chatted briefly like two or three times during the school year and she was always swamped with things to do and overwhelmed with trainings on weekends and after school it was you could tell it was a lot and as I listened to her tell me briefly what she was going through I knew I could never do that I could never do that at this age yet there she is and she's doing it she did it she did all her training she did everything that she needed to do for being a new teacher even though she's already an experienced teacher and anytime you come into a new district you're considered a new teacher and you have to go through their new teacher in service and training so she did all of that I didn't talk to her the whole school year we had planned to get together during the summer but she went back to her country which I'm so glad she did she needed that break and now she's back she's back we talked we talked for, I think, two and a half hours, but it was amazing to catch up and to realize that she did everything that I knew I couldn't do. And then as I listened to her, I realized if I had to, I would have. And I, because I hear her motivation, her perseverance and her determination in everything that she's doing because teaching is and always has been her passion. And she repeats that in and she know because she knows what she loves doing. And I know that at the end there teaching was not anything of any form of passion for me. To me, the last five, six years, I was just ready to exit and get on with another stage of my life. That and I'm being honest with you, that that's just what happened to me. But I see that love and that passion that she has for what she's doing. And I'm afraid that the way the system is set up right now with TEA and HISD, that that things might become so negative that it will interject in into her passion and maybe maybe uh, make make her feel that it's too challenging and i'm hoping that she knows that everything she's doing that she's strong she's she's a chingona she she'll get it done because she's come this far and and she has stood up to some of the the older bullies you know there's teachers out there yes there are some that are bullies and that are mean and she she's not one to just sit down and let things happen she will speak up so yeah that is my story number three of I could never do that but with her I'm thinking if I had to I will and I'm that's what my where I want to take you with this perspective because at the beginning, my perspective was very black and white area. You know, I could never do that. But once circumstances come in and things that happen that are tiny changes, your perspective changes and maybe you will. You will do something. You know, I... I've had to change my thinking 
And it's okay to change your thinking along the way. A lot of us think that, no, this is what I said I was doing. I'm going to do it. No, you can change your thinking. I learned that phrase when I was teaching second grade. And I, I remember the students had learned this in their literacy in first grade. Like they would make a prediction about a story. And then they would be reading it. And then they would stop. Just stop. They would just stop mid-sentence and say, ah, oh, I need to change my thinking. And I'm like, what? Why? Why? Why are we going to change our thing? And so I started listening, and then I realized, wow, they knew what their predictors were, and then they saw the results of the story as it was developing, and they knew that at that moment they had to change their thinking based on what they were reading or seeing in a character development. Well, we are allowed to do that. We are. You know, we're grown-ups, and yes, we have maybe a way that we were doing something, but in the middle of it, maybe at the end of it, if you know that this is not something you can continue, this is where you need to change. This is the change, and it's okay. So, yes, tell yourself you're going to do something but if you tell yourself you're not going to do something or that you could never do that, just leave some area for growth, leave some space for learning, and you might make some changes. There's things that I have done recently that I thought I could, I could never do that. And I've done it, mostly in Pilates. You know, I've always felt that, oh, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall. Yes, I do feel like I'm going to fall at, at times and I will stop and modify, but I won't just stand there and watch. I will find a way to get into the same movement and, and get some sort of uh, stretch for that one uh, exercise that everyone else is doing in a very dangerous manner. I will not do anything where I feel like I'm going to fall. Because I know if I fall, I'm going to end up staying home because there's no one to drive me around to everything I didn't want to go to. And I do a lot. I, you know, I've been doing a lot at the senior center. And this, this past week has been busy for me. And I know next week will be too. I have birthday celebrations to go to. And then friends that can't attend these birthday celebrations who've told me that we're going to lunch or to breakfast or for coffee and I'm there for all of it and then I thought these are things that I could not do when I was teaching I could not go for lunch on a Tuesday at 1 p.m. I could not have late breakfast on a Thursday and sit down and sit at a booth with my friend couldn't do that either could not attend bingo at 9.45 on a Wednesday a.m. No way. But the one that gets me, and I, every time I go to one of these um, dances, yes, I go to a lot of dances. The Senior Center has um, about once every six to eight weeks, there's a big dance. And they start mainly in October. Well, really... September, September, October, November, December, the big dances. There's one big dance a month and they start at 11. <laughs> they start at 11 and by 2.30, I'm done. 
And at at these events, I check people in, I eat and dance and sweat and come home. And I have the best time. I dance. No one has to dance with a partner. 50% of the dances are line dancing, which I thought I could never learn. And I've learned about half of them. And I dance. No one has to wait for any partners. We, you know, women, you know how we women are. We dance together. We don't wait for anyone. There are men that are there, but they're with their wives. And the, the uh, men that don't have their wives there, they just dance along. So it's a beautiful experience. I dance 11 to 2, have a blast, and yeah, I'm, I'm doing things that I couldn't do. And it's, it's amazing. So I want you to check yourself when you say, I could never do that. Just acknowledge it. Acknowledge the phrase. But don't put a period on it. Maybe just put the three ellipses on it and just think, okay, I could never do that. Or I wouldn't do that. And maybe think of the word yet or today or if I had to. I'm just leave it open because you might, you might. I have a friend who did do skydiving and she had wanted to do that for years and she did it. I have a relative who always wanted to go ziplining, and she finally did. My thing is, <laughs> I if I ever go play in the snow, I want to go tubing down the snow. I don't want to ski. I want to just go tubing. And that maybe, I think, will be my goal for this winter. I go to Arizona a lot, and I think if I go up north, maybe I can do that. I'm supposed to go to Colorado this winter, so maybe I'll do that. I have friends that would be very supportive and not hold my hand, but maybe push me towards the entrance or something and um, to get me there. I have been very active with uh, my two friends, Three, but she one left is when Naked Onion Mystery Tours. We did start a little over a year ago, and these women have encouraged me to just bring fear with me and uh, bring it along as a friend, as an acknowledged acquaintance, and just keep going. Kitty Rebellion has taught me to um, to speak through it. And to maybe minimalize it by just giving it some acknowledgement. Edith, the, the Edith, the producer, has made me realize that I don't owe fear anything. If fear wants to be there, let it be. But as far as like making it the front and center, no, it doesn't have to be. And Coach Kitty, we haven't been on the podcast together, but I really appreciate her because she has shown me through her actions that people cannot scare me anymore. 
she has had uh, she has a running club in uh, Washington State in Wa in D.C. area, and she um, is her own. She's like she does her own thing, and people ask her, you know, how could you do that? How can you do that? But the one that gets me is she decided as a she does a lot of um, uh, 5Ks and and half marathons, and she's she's out there. She decided to start wearing the skirt with instead of the biker shorts or the the long leggings, and someone questioned her on it and did in and questioned her the length of her hair, and she did not let these people question her into changing her mindset and what she strives to do. So yeah, I have these strong women who I have not even met in person. We only know th each other through the magic of a podcast where we create and we share. And these women have, I feel, we have been through bumps and and holes too where we've had to maybe, you know, hold each other up a little bit. And, and yeah, they've, I think they've done more for me. <laughs> But I just appreciate all three of them. And I hope that you find a person out there who can do this for you. And if not, just know that if you come here to Past Level 50 or if you join us on Naked Onion Mystery Tours, just know that we're here. We are inspired. I'm an inspired woman inspiring women to inspire. That's what I want to do. And on Naked Onion, it's more of, you know, holding each other together and and being the the sisters, the, the cousins, the relatives that you didn't have when you were growing up. So, yeah, it was a lot today. <laughs> I hope you came all the way to the end of the episode because uh, I really needed to speak to you and today I was just it was the, the seams were unraveling <laughs> so yeah if you find yourself that you can't just know that you can eventually I leave you with that bye